Extra Time with Neil Sung, Ryan Lowe and Dave Downey. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. We're here with you for the next hour. It's me, Dave Downey, Neil Sung and filling in more than admirably once again is Mark Quayle for Ryan Lowe, who just is, you know, AWOL at the moment. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Why is he still on our little sweeper well, there, Dave? What's going on? Uh, he's vowed that he will be in for the rest of the season. It's whenever he decides to be there. <laughs> probably the last week. But uh, uh, today, today, I think he's had double session of training because he's been in. Fair play. Well. And little Alfie's been doing some footy yeah. coaching as well, so you, you can't spend enough time with your kids, mate, so fair play. Family first, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, every seems... every cloud, though, eh? Hey. Hey. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you here, Mark, because you, you, you'll be uh, the voice of reason, I think. Oh, over the next right. He always is. He's the Oracle. Well, <laughs> anything blue, he's the Oracle. The Oracle there's uh, yeah. 20 brides out there. When you need something blue, Mark Quayle's your man to speak to. There's, there is well, a family th- theme about tonight's show because I'd like to. Oof, I was uh, going to say not all areas blue, but can <laughs> I? Yeah. I'd, um, I'd like to know what the uh, family relationship is between Tim Howard and Roberto Martinez. I'd like Ooh. a paternity test. Um, <laughs> I'd like certain other tests done as well. Um, it's pronounced Howard now. One on uh, one on Roberto's brain, uh, first and foremost, I think. Uh, and I'll I'll get my little rant out the way and see what you two think about it. But uh, yeah, yesterday uh, was the multiple, well, the the hundredth cherry on the icing on the cake. It's been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Tim Howard, and I, I'm passionate about my football club. And, uh, I'd, I'd like to think in the most part I'm quite reasonable in terms of my criticism when things go wrong I'm not one of these who will boo I've refused to boo a player um, but you had a positive spell last year but it's returned to a pessimistic spell again well, now Dave this, this I thought you turned the corner last season I can I can understand well <laughs> I'm going to say something. I can understand poor displays from a footballer uh, persisting with them when there's an, uh, you know a, a decent alternative um, is borderline crazy for but me. But more than decent, I'd say. But what goes further than that for me is is, is Howard's conduct now. Um, and I point to an incident that happened yesterday. He got the ball rolled back to him um, under not much pressure at all. I think it was nude until someone closing him down. And I, I say closing him down, he's still about 15 yards to go. Howard could have comfortably taken a touch mm. and played the ball downfield. He took the, <laughs> he took this swipe at it with his right foot and sliced it into the upper bullens. And he just laughed. Mm-hmm. He, the, the camera zoomed in on him because um, I was here in the tower covering the game, and he started laughing when, when that happened. Now, that was after he conceded two goals, which I think you can probably say he's solely responsible for. Not solely, because I think Lane Baines could have done better on probably both of them. He mm-hmm. got the lion's share of the blame by the media for some reason. I have no idea how this man keeps getting away with it. It gets brushed under the carpet time and time again. And I've said... You, you know me, Sangley. We've yep. been on this show for a few years now. Yep. You've heard me say this for a long, long time about Tim Howard. It needs to be addressed, Everton's goalkeeper situation. The fact that it's happening again and people are still blaming defenders and whatnot, it seems to me like it's never going to get fixed. And I, I'm, you know, bottom line of it for me is I don't think Tim Howard should put an Everton top on again because Joe Robles was uh, was dropped with no good reason uh, against Chelsea the other week. Um, you know, he should never have lost his place, but also he should have been given that shirt until a time where we can say, hang on, we need to reassess this. It was his to lose, mm. that jersey, in my opinion, um, and which will probably take us through to the summer. 
I think you'd even afford him a few mistakes, couldn't you, considering how bad Howard's been, and say, well, look, we'll give him a thorough ground and we'll give him, you know, a real good testing goal, see if he's got the credentials. If he has, we don't need to, you know, panic in the summer and go and splash a couple of million on a goalkeeper. That hasn't happened. You, you're at a situation now where you've, Joe Robles must be sitting on the bench, confidence shot, um, Tim Howard's back in goal, the problems persist, he'll persist with Howard Martinez, and I just don't see how it gets any any better for anybody, because if he's thinking we carry on the, the, this through to the summer, well, Everton have got a problem in terms of staying in the division, firstly, because they go to Arsenal next week, the six points above the relegation zone now, that could conceivably be three, <laughs> Tim Howard's still in goal, these problems continue, you've got a back four who aren't confident in him, I think there were a couple of shots in the paper today, photos, stills of the back four in front of Tim Howard, looking completely disillusioned. Mm. Howard's laughing it off. When he come back in against Chelsea, he was asked after the game, were you certain you were going to get your place back given the form of Robles? And he said, yeah. And I think the whole situation stinks and it, it epitomises how poor this season's been. I think that goalkeeping situ- situation alone. Joe Robles should be Everton's number one till the end of the season. Yeah, no, great rant, and, and there's not much you can argue with. I think the, one of the things that I think comes into play is that Tim Howard's on another couple of years, isn't he, after this one? Is yeah, he, doesn't he, he turn well, to about 38, this, 39? This is the sheer stubbornness of the man, Sangi. Sorry to interrupt you. Go on. He, he said when he signed, when, sorry, he was questioned, I think it was against Sunderland, which was another display where it was totally inept because he lined up his wall about 18 yards wide of where, where the target was for Sebastian Larson to score. We, we got out of that game with a 1 1 draw, I think. Mm. And after the game, he was questioned about it, and he just said, well, quality players do that, don't they? Well, a quality goalkeeper lines up a wall properly. Yeah. Um, that's, see, that's, that's unf- a, a goalkeeper dropping across or, yeah. you know, not pushing one really wide, maybe pushing back into the box is, a, is, is human error. Lining a wall up is, is arguably the easiest bread thing in the world to do. Bread, bread and butter, yeah. And, and, you know, it's like he, putting your boots on before was, the game, isn't it? He was questioned a few weeks ago was, is, uh, about his book as well. His book come out. Uh, and fair enough, you know, why shouldn't he reap the benefits of what the Americans are raving about? So what America do well, isn't it? The, the, the big people up. Oh, the really hype, yeah. Much Believe the, the hype, yeah. Um, and he, he certainly falls into that category. They, they hyped him up. Um, and in in his book, he, you know, he was questioned about it. And I think it was Matt, a uh, journalist here from City Talk, who asked him about his own form. And he says, I don't like to talk about that in the middle of the season. Basically dodging the question. Yeah. And then um, he was asked about his, his future because he's taken, he's taken a, what is it, a hiatus, a sabbatical for a year from the men's national team. That's right, to concentrate on his club some, side. Who does somebody think they are when they think they can say that? Surely you're picked on merit, you either want to play for your country or you don't. You don't get to decide when that is. Yeah. Uh, he did that first of all. She actually then, said, I'm going to take a year off, so basically intimating that. And after that year, I'll be, for a year, I'll be back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be back in for the big qualifiers. That's I'll be back in for the I think, I think that's, a, that's an area I'd, I'd well, kind of defend them on because uh, the, the mitigating circumstances are apparently that it meant being able to spend more time with his family, possibly when there's internationals and stuff. Mm. And at the end of the day, yeah, he had it's a club, it's to, a club to be that fair. pays wages, so we can't drop the club and keep on playing for the national team. So I, I get that. Uh, but ultimately, it looks from our point of view as if you're saying, "Well, I'll have a year off and then I'll just walk back." I yeah. don't know whether that's his, his ultimate uh, <laughs> meaning of it, but maybe because he wouldn't say, 
look, I'm taking a year off. He'd be saying, well, that's me done. break indefinitely. If they want me, they need to give me a call and ask mm. me to come back. Mm. You yeah. don't say, I will be returning. Yeah. Are you good enough to return? No. Yeah. Just a simple answer. And the, the, the last thing I want to go on, Sanger, before I open up the floor. <laughs> is, uh, Q&A. He, he said in the, in the aftermath of this book coming out, he said that he signed a three-year deal with Everton just gone in the summer, I think. Yeah. And he said he intends to play out these years and then he's gone. That, that they were his words. Gone from football, yeah, or but just... he says he intends to play those years with Everton. Now, fair enough, most people would assume, uh, you know, they've got the number one spot at a club mm. that they're going to play for those two years. But or, to me, it all adds to this persona that he's he seems to be a real sort of cocky person. And I yeah. said I'd never have a personal vendetta against him. And maybe untouchable. Things, these things that I've sort of come up with have been you know putting together today. Sort of seem to me as if he seems to be a personality in the Everton dressing room that is. Hard to remove, I think, for Martinez. Uh, he's been in here 10 years. You know, I think he's one of the major characters in there. He was one of the, the chosen five that was that Moyes rang to say he had the Man United job before he'd spoken to anybody else. But I've since found out that in his book we find that he takes uh, midweek trips to America, home to see his family. In, in the middle of the season, he takes sporadic trips back to America and stuff like that. And just the, the, these little things are all adding to, you know, the... the the stark realisation that this this man shouldn't be playing in goal for Everton, I don't think it is. It's a real shame because I, I'll say he has been a servant for Everton. He has been a good servant. I can get on board with people who say that. Yeah. You know, he, he was be, he's been fantastic sometimes. Sometimes. I think he's a decent goalkeeper. But there's a time where you've got to draw the line and say enough's enough. No, I agree, and I, I couldn't disagree with much. One of the points I was going to say is what you've just said there is Roberto Martinez has inherited Tim Howard. Nobody knows the type of esteem that he's held in within the dressing room. <laughs> so as a manager coming in, I know Martinez he hasn't had a, a 10-year stint at the club. He's had 18 months, hasn't he? So he comes into the he comes into the, the fold, and it, it's like he'll quickly assess who's who, who are the big characters, who are the weak ones, who need an arm round, who need, who need the real rollicking at times. So he'll have to quickly assess that. If he deems that how is held in such high esteem that by removing him or by, by treating him a certain way at any time from his the day he walks in the club to any t any point now in the future where we are now where he might lose other senior players then guess what Everton's Everton's best players are the senior players barring one or two others you know your Baines's your Jags's these type of people Sylvan this stand before this season I would have said was could have played in, in any in any centre half pair in the Premier League I thought he was that good so you look at that and you think if I do this what happens what are the repercussions mm. he might have judged that they were too too serious to actually actually remove him for any any sort of you know, poor performances. It's just, a, but but again, I, I we don't know that. We're just surmising that. I'd love to read his book and sort of get it because I don't really understand. He's not really a character that I would say I would know well or I would I would try and read. He doesn't do loads of interviews, does he? He doesn't do that many where you could mm. get a, get a read on a type of character. But I'd love to read his book to understand him a bit more. But it is a bizarre one that he hasn't lost his place. I well, agree. in in the extract that I've read and, and I refuse to read it for obvious reasons, you probably <laughs> you probably just surmised in the last fourteen minutes. So you're not going to pay. 16 quid for his book <laughs> I, I wouldn't read the free copy they've got in here <laughs> but, uh, that's by the by he says that um, it'll be a contentious issue with Everton fans uh, he says that we come far and wide we all drink in the Lisbon uh, before going to the, the, the Gladys Street I don't know what your views are on that where he says it was almost like he tried to create this mob um, mentality in his book that like you know we're all these hard knocks who turn up the game when we want and we can just stroll in the Gladys Street and we're the ones who cause the big atmosphere and stuff like that and it, it, it obviously I think he's got a problem with the lads who wrote it first of all they probably 
you know, he's probably uh, paraphrased a few things. Mm. Uh, he's obviously suffered from a bit of poor research or whatever, but it, it just seems to me, Mark, that since this World Cup uh, and, and this magnificent game, which was a bit of a myth, I think, against... Uh, who was it against Belgium? Where he where he made the most saves on target in, a, in an international, which would probably do it at him rather than him <laughs> moving towards the ball. I think he's changed a lot just since then, Mark. What do you think? Uh, you've just hit the nail on the head. I believe that Tim Howard's strength are the saves you'd expect goalkeepers to make. And that sounds a bit crazy, but uh, he, he never seems to win a one-on-one. Yeah. On one. The striker always seems to get it underneath him. He always seems to get it between his legs. Look at early on the season, Diego Costa managed to nudge a couple past him. Uh, he seems to favour diving to his right, so that when balls mm. go to the left, you see them at the back of the net quite frequently. Uh, I want to go back to the derby match at Anfield a couple of years back when Everton were 1-0 down. I don't know if I think got half-time and then went 2-1 up midway through the second half. And at moments like that, you th- we'd, we'd flipped it round. We'd gone from being dominated and we should have been 3-4 down at half-time. And he'd made a couple of saves, you know, stand-up saves, his in and around him and all that. And in the second half, we were 2-1 up, we were controlling the game. It looked like we were going to go on and possibly get a few more. And you have Dirk Kout facing away from goal. There was a bit of a melee, a bit of a scramble. He's facing away from goal. And Tim Howard, in effect, rugby tackles him from behind. No doubt it was a penalty. And you think moments like that are what cost goalkeepers from being great goalkeepers. Mm. You know, in, in essence, you do all the bread and butter things. You save the ones that, that you do, and you don't do anything stupid. You don't go and wave it across like he did yesterday or, or flap in twice in one match like he did yesterday. They're the things that are letting him down from being a great goalkeeper. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I think we've had good mileage out of him. I think Definitely. We, we probably, what was he, two million to be, quid? To be honest, to be completely honest as well, we probably would get decent mileage out of him going forward. The problem with goalkeepers is as soon as you make a mistake, it costs you. And you're sitting here the day after, mm. lamenting it all, going, we would have had three points and, and one thing and another. Mm. But if you put it into the context of... He got injured. Joel Robles, who was shaky, at least in and out to start with. But once he got that run in the side, Joel Robles was one of the top goalkeepers in the league. Mm. You know, I think he was making the saves that Howard wouldn't have made. He was got an extra leap. He's taller. He did. He, he's, Plucked he's a couple ready. of worldies out against West Ham. Yeah, exactly. So whether it, whether he's younger or stuff, I can understand Howard being a cornerstone of the atmosphere and, and, the, yep. and the dressing room. And, mm. and that is sometimes vital as well as how, how well you can perform. But taking the merits of Joel's, I mean, I was sat with a few players, uh, sorry, a few fans in and around me yesterday, and they were saying, "I can't believe he's, he's brought Howard back in." They were talking about the Chelsea game and everything, and uh, and and now Robles was unlucky not to be playing. So this is a consensus before the, yesterday's mistakes. I think it'd be very difficult now for Martinez not to drop him for this game on, on Sunday at Arsenal because there's nothing to lose. Robles is in a great situation, no pressure on Tim Howard's put you back in in my eyes. And in answer to him laughing, because I saw that, and I, I, my initial instinct was, what is he doing? Because I wouldn't believe it, the big screen focused on him, and, he, and he's kind of looked like he's laughing. I do believe there's a, the, the, there are insecurities in everybody, and I think he's not as uh, sort of sure-footed as you think. Maybe yeah, from yeah, a confidence that, that's point fair. Of view. Do you mean just <laughs> now, or do you mean generally no, no, as a generally, character? Generally as a character, I think, right. I think I've heard or read uh, that he allegedly suffers from, say, Tourette's, which is a, mm. a, a kind of a nervous disposition. Mm. So obviously, he knows when he makes a mistake. He's not genuinely going to... I know you really don't think he was laughing, yeah. but it was a nervous thing, so I think the reaction there... But after those two mistakes, you can see him feeling nervous, you, and you, you were panicking. I think he, he waved at another cross, or poorly punched one to the edge of the box on the sun. He did, yeah. You know, on yesterday. You know, in general, he seems like a, a really 
his stand-up guy. You want him to do well. He's one of these play, players you really do want him to do well. I remember him, and he played for Man United, and you think, you know what, he seems like a good guy, good character. Mm. He, it's not easy for any American player, whether you're an outfield player or a goalkeeper. It's difficult for Americans to get a foothold in European football, and for someone to come over to Man United and get a, you know, get a start, he didn't succeed the way he wanted to, and I think he's, he can be proud of what he's done in Everton, but... You know, we're all told it's, it's, it's the goalkeepers that you know it sounds simple but the goalkeepers that make the least errors they belong to the teams that, that win that, that end up winning things just before we go to a break it, the, the main problem I had with him initially Sangi and this has been he has been an issue for me people used to laugh at me for what I used to say in terms of how extreme I was in me in my views I was very very precious over my views of our goalkeeping situation from as as far away as two years ago and the issue I had is, you know, and it, it's in it's in stark contrast to what's going on in Liverpool at the moment. You look at Simon Mignolet recently, and he's been fantastic for Liverpool. He was really good again yesterday. Um, he got dropped. Brad Jones is in goal. Um, he to- told some story about his fiance or whatever. His wife saying you're overthinking it. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the start is. <laughs> um, I love if you're listening. Um, and and he, he come back all the more stronger for it. And... Uh, by and large looks like a, a secure decent goalkeeper he's kept the most clean sheets in the Premier League which is astounded me what a stat that is Mignolet unbelievable yeah um, now he's improved on the back of not being good enough Tim Howard for me uh, he, he has there are slight mitigating circumstances Mark I will say he's never had a number two to challenge him ever Mm. And I'm talking about we've had Utter Dross on our bench here. <sighs> All due respect to Carlo Nash, who's done the rounds, but you know, he's a, he was a second choice goalkeeper. We had Stefan Vessels, Jan Muka, the real comedy characters in a lot of cases. <laughs> like, I think I was there at some point. Um, and he's never really been challenged. But what, what gets me is, you know, he signed for the club 10 years ago uh, as, a, as an obvious step down from Man United at the time. Who were in the midst of you know a goalkeeping issue yeah. themselves, having yeah. uh, in between Schmeichel and Van der Sar years, wasn't it? Uh, there was a Massimo Taibbi well, thrown yeah, in there. Mass- <laughs> yeah, oh, Bosnich. Yeah. Um, and he was he, he come to Everton on loan and then signed permanently, and you know he he, he was a good goalkeeper. Like I said, probably a top goalkeeper. You would say that uh, you don't spend ten years in a Premier League club by mistake. Um, the problem I've got is he, he, he's never improved. He's never shown any desire to improve. And whether or not that's the case of having nobody who he sees as a challenger next to him, maybe so. But he, players who need to raise the bar for themselves sometimes for me. You know, you've got the likes of um, you know Aguero, Suarez, probably the likes of Sterling now, Steven Gerrard. They know that nobody's going to come and take their shirt off them because they're that good. But still, they find other ways of going on to improve themselves and make themselves better throughout their career. And I just think that lacks, that, that bit of motivation lacks for me for Tim Howard over the years. And um, players who, who don't improve for, for whatever reason, you know, like you say, there are mitigating circumstances. He hasn't had a challenger next to him saying, come on, Tim, up your game, otherwise I'm getting this shirt. Yeah. He, he's suffered from that, but a bit of self-motivation and maybe it is to do with the, the self-esteem issues you might be alluding to. It could be, it could be the pressure he feels now. Yeah. Maybe he understands that Rob Les is playing well and maybe the answer to the journalist or Matt's question about, or whoever it was who asked, yeah. were you surprised that Martinez or the managers put you back in? He said yes. So he understands that Rob Les was playing well. Maybe he feels, A, partly a bit guilty. You know, also thinking, well, I'm under, under pressure here. You know, and that's, that could be one of the reasons behind the mistakes that he, that he made yesterday. Uh, we've had a few tweets in. Um, Peter Patterson, lovely name. 
do like that, like a bit of alliteration. PP, a bit like Love me. Yeah, um, yeah. Did he pick a pack of pick a papa? Yeah, well, he, he's, he's criticising the show. He said one third of the show on Tim Howard. Turn it in. If you listen to me today on Twitter, I advertise tonight's show as a two-hour Tim Howard special. <laughs> so you can't come at me with that, Peter. But we will move on to Liverpool. And I've but actually... it's not. Well, it's not just. I was going to say it's not just Tim Howard, is it? But uh, it, it's, it's, it's 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 Lukaku. Yeah. You know, £28 million, and, and again, you score more than the opposition, you win games, so so yeah, your goalkeeper's flapped the two, but your forwards miss four, three, well, four, he easily. Had, he had nine shots yesterday, This I, I don't know if this has been done before, he had nine attempts on goal yesterday, three were blocked and six were off target. I mean, the one, not hit the one with the his right peg... The, the, you know the one that bounced down the side yeah, of the box the corner wide. it just like it, it, it didn't even go anywhere near the goal yeah. and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking a, a 28 million pound forward the one, hasn't got the balance to the, smash that with his wrong peg on goal the Come funny on. one was the, the ups and on goal and he went in because he glanced it wide. Yeah. <laughs> it was going wide, wasn't it? It's up and head and goes in. Oh, and, he, he, and he took off like he'd scored it. Surely you know if it's just like grazed your fringe. You know what I mean? And he's, right. he's reeled away. But Lukaku's a problem. There's a lot of issues. It's not just Tim Howard. Yeah. Tim Howard, as Quayley said quite rightly, is the, is the glaring one. But you just quickly on him, the motivation thing, that comes from within. I'm not sure that somebody chomping at the bit behind him is going to help him improve as a player. That You could argue that that actually scares him so that he doesn't improve mm. the motivation thing it's a weird I'm actually I've been looking at this you know the science of human motivation because it's something that I need to be I need to understand to re, to motivate clients and you know after all, all 12 or 18 months of me doing it it all comes from within and everybody's motivated by you know a myriad of things Tim Howard might just be one of those lads who's reached the ceiling he's, he's at a plateau which has been for maybe six or eight years and now he's sort of because of his age and, and whatever else he's sort of tailing off so, who knows Who knows what else is going through his head for, for these performances? But he's not getting any better at his age, let's put it that way. Right, we've had, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I went on a rant. We've had one in uh, the, the other side of the argument from Mikey. Uh, he's got in touch saying he, wa- he actually wanted to ring in. Um, and this is, in, <laughs> this is um, opposition to my view. He said, I, I just think that this lad who's talking about Howard and plucking stuff out of his book, I think he means me, says he's being harsh and not really... Understanding what the situation is, let's not forget he's been out one of our strongest players for years. A lot of these fans and media personnel don't understand how difficult it is to be a keeper, so you can't blame him for results. You look at yesterday, we missed chances. If you read his book properly, which I haven't, I concede, uh, he is always wanting to improve, he's tough on himself. And the flying over to America through the week thing was when he was going through a divorce. That, well, fair enough. Mm. Um, and Moyes let him go during a difficult time. If a keeper is low on confidence and does not waste their confidence by dropping them, I could go on all day, really, pretty much like me. But I'm clogging the feed. I wouldn't mind ringing up sometime, Mikey. They're spot on views, mate. And there's no mean like circumstances yeah, yeah. that we said. Exactly, um, Mikey Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, to be fair, I think uh, if it would touch on your point about wanting to players get better, and you're yeah. talking about motivation coming from within. My 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 belief is it's not nothing to do with that at all i think the motivation's there yeah i don't think it is no no i don't think it is and the key thing that really interests me uh, having been there myself and not achieved what i wanted to achieve is 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 what separates players mentally and i think one of the areas which is massive is is focus and you can look at a player like tim howard and he can have a great 90 minutes a great 45 minutes or a 
or Lukaku who can have a great 60 minutes and they get a chance and they either score it or they save it or they miss it or they drop it whatever it is there's something affecting the focus at that moment in time and he's got a problem with it we're massively over time I'll just read these couple up because we sort of want to get on to well these want to get on to Liverpool not me uh, <laughs> well Shangy wants to get on to Liverpool <laughs> hey, listen I'm, I'm a told you I'm a red and a blue come on bring it on let's go the old show on Evan I'm not bothered he's purple uh, <laughs> purple Shangy <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, that might stick. That's that's yeah. I think this guy. Move on. Yeah, I know. I think this guy's agreeing with me a little bit. And uh, David on Twitter says, "Listen to the conversation and largely disagree on how good he's been for us." Um, a lot of conjecture about the type of character he is based on very little. Mm. He's been dire this season. I mean, obviously, we're. we're I mean, he, even I'm, I'm. I'm his biggest critic as most people will laugh and joke. You know, I, I'll, mm. I'll, I've had the go at him for a long, long time. But I certainly understand that you know there's obviously issues around why a, why a goalkeeper, why a player plays poorly. It's not just simply that they're not good enough for the job. I yeah. believe he's not good enough for the job. Yeah. Uh, and Robbie's come in and said that must be the longest and best rant ever. So we're doing something right in someone's <laughs> eyes anyway. And I've broken rank and not spoken about Liverpool because they had the better results on Rob, the weekend. Robbie Downey. But you had to get out. You, yeah. Listen, <laughs> you wouldn't have focused on Liverpool properly with, the, you, the with your questions. Team, isn't yeah, well, you know. You've got to have some supporters, Right. We're going to get to a break. We're massively out of time. We will touch on Liverpool when we come back. So Reds, don't fret. Or maybe you've enjoyed that because most people do no you know, languish, <laughs> in, languish in my misery. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. I must stress, these are my views on Tim Howard and not the views of necessarily Quayley, Shangy or City Talk 105.9. I must stress, they are my views, uh, hence my rant, which is uh, <laughs> certainly divided opinion. Um, but I, I do, I, th- I mean, you spoke generally to a lot of fans yesterday, like you say, Mac, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's... There's an issue, at least, at the very minimum, that there's, there's a goalkeeping issue. I mean, I, I spoke to Snods, who, who's, who's still a firm uh, backer. Of, oh, he loves him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I can I, see, I can see, I can see arguments for both sides, Dave. I really can. Mm. I can see the servants he's been for two million quid to get, you know, ten plus years out of him and 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 to do as well as they've done. And, and listen, within that ten year spell that he's had, the, the Evan have had some great seasons in there as well. And he's been, a, you know, he's been he's been one of the main main reasons behind that. He's mm. been a, he's been an absolute stalwart for Evan. I just think what well, I, I agree with what you say. I think the, you've got to go know when to stick with any player, not just a goalkeeper. And you've got to go, got to know when to twist. And I think it might just be time to twist. Uh, I just, um, you know, I, I have a lot. I've lost me me, me tether with this because I, I got, and I, I will get quite emotional about it because I've been saying it for a long, long time. And you know, there's a, there's a guy there, uh, Ben Ellis, who's tweeted me on Twitter says uh, either he gets dropped or we start looking at a 46 game league campaign next season. And it's that sort of thing. That's he thinks it's that severe, really. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, if it's costing you points it, regularly, and you know, we're looking at over our shoulder going to Arsenal, six points above it. The, you know, the drastic times, isn't it? Um, it is, but I just look. I keep. I keep looking at Roberto, and I keep looking at the staff that he's got there, and I just feel they've got more than enough nous, guile, knowledge, this, you know, ability to. to, to I know, but I just. I keep. I keep it. I, it's. I know it's got to change, but then, and this is the thing: is if they go and beat Arsenal next week, things are, things are a lot rosier, and they are more than capable of beating Arsenal. Will they? Maybe not. But, but my point is, that I just believe they've got more than enough to turn it around and turn it around quickly. The other thing I'd, I'd say is as well is, and this is maybe to Everton's good fortune, there are probably three or four sides in the in the division that are woeful. So if Everton are ever going to have a, 
a dodgy season. This is the season because there's three or four sides that to me are awful. Uh, yeah, it um, you know it's a, it's a hard situation. I, I, I appreciate Roberto Martinez the thinking in the first place that you stick with what you know. You know you, you don't drop Gareth. It calls for Gareth Barry. He was magnificent on Thursday. Just gone against young boys. He, he, he ran the show in that defensive midfield role. Um, before that though, he, he, he's been largely diabolical. Mm. Um, you know I'm not going to pull any punches. He has and. Uh, you, you look at Martinez, you can, you can Neil Atkinson will be joining me at 6 o'clock, probably for another rerun of what I'm doing now. Um, so don't don't think, tune in. Don't, 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 think we're on, don't think we're on repeat, I'll just be saying it in a different way. Do we get to go? Yeah. You usually can do one and go and have a sleep. He pointed out to me that you, know, you can understand the situations when things aren't going so well, the managers revert to the people that they have confidence in and the people that have done things for them in the past, so you know, you can sort of understand that selection. Uh, right, let's go from one extreme to the other. We'll talk a little bit more, well, a little bit more, a little bit about Liverpool. Um, don't worry, we'll devote the next half of the show to, to Liverpool because we've gone on for 35 minutes, about Tim Howard now. But Liverpool <laughs> put in another fantastic performance yesterday. Rode the look a little bit at times, but the thing that most impressed me, Sangi, was how good they were defensively in the second half. Um, that seems to be, dare I say, watertight. Um, given how poor they were earlier this season, you felt as if they could concede at will. Now it looks like it, it's almost impossible to score against them. And like I say, Mignolet, man in form, go nick two goals on the counter. Philip Coutinho's goal is, you know, in fact, you know, contentious issues. Let's have one now on Twitter. Give us a tweet. Let us know if you think Phil Jagielka's goal against Liverpool is better than Phil Coutinho's strike against course, Southampton. Of course it was. Both uh, bar and in. Of course it uh, was. Well, well, I'm going to say Jagielka all day. Ooh. <laughs> no, I am. I'll tell you. No, listen, I'll tell you why, because he's gone and it's a first time. Yeah. Coutinho's got it out of his feet and whipped it. Coutinho's is a spectacular finish. I'm not taking anything away. The harder one, the more spectacular one for me was Jagielka, because it's first time. Bump on the move. Ball's bouncing on him and he zinged it right in the top bin. Playing devil's advocate. So jo- Jagielka. I, I... I'd say Jaggy Elkers is like a one in a what hundred yeah, shot. Yeah, he he he, he puts his foot through it and hopes for the best. Well, yeah, funny the actually, yeah. No, hang on. Did he, he try to score? Yeah, and he did. But so it's a great. Enough, it's he a great picked finish. the ball up yesterday. I think we had a corner cleared. He picked the ball up, and I thought, "Go on, get out your feet and hit it." And you know, he never. He'd be passing by. And I thought, <laughs> if he'd have done it, I might yeah. have gone. You know what? That one around field wasn't such a fluke. Yeah. He's got it in. And <laughs> I remember he did do it a few years ago uh, for Sheffield United against Middlesbrough. And he scored last minute. Hmm. Random game about ten years ago when Sheffield United were in the Premier. Interestingly enough, if you look at Coutinho as part of the attacking force that, of Liverpool, this that is the key for me. That's the key to how strong they look defensively because, in effect, it's taking the pressure off the defence because the, they keep the ball up mm. in and around the opposition uh, the final third. Yeah. And you've got creative players, you've got dangerous players. I said a few months ago, Liverpool were in this bit of a sticky patch. Uh, they were down, they were 12th in the table. Uh, they were, there was conversation with Ricky Lambert and although they didn't go the way I was talking, which was, uh, you know what, Play Ricky Lambert. There was the Balotelli issue at the time, and when I was saying play Ricky Lambert, stop feeling sorry for themselves. Is what Liverpool looked like at the time that they and Everton didn't look mm, like they were feeling. Yeah. Everton was yeah, not doing great, but they weren't feeling sorry for themselves. Right now, it looks like Everton the players are a little bit. Oh, where where are we? He's not playing. He should be playing. Um, he's out of position, and mm. oh, and looks like you know what you need to get out there and play, and that's what Liverpool started to do. They've started to win games, and now. 
their confidence is, is sky and they look like a threat every time they're going forward. Yeah, yeah, th- th- this yeah is the do. thing that that's why to me it was a perfect away performance, Sangi, because the I think they only had three shots on goal. Well, two of them went in. That's all you need. That's all you need, yeah. Yeah, and and that that goal. <laughs> I'll Steve... have to take your word for it. I saw the first goal and switched off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve's, uh, Steve's commentary. You missed a lot of the game then, Quayle. Yeah, <laughs> Steve's commentary on it was brilliant because um, Neil Mellor, who was alongside him, he, he obviously sees it quickly and it's got in. And Steve's still commentating on it. So you hear Mellor going, "Yes." <laughs> Steve's <laughs> going, "Coutinho." <laughs> it's brilliant commentary. I think well, obviously it'll be replayed a few times this week on uh, on City Talk Sport but do listen if you can um, and you know Liverpool just seems to be going from strength to strength 15 points off the top of the league I was uh, I was pointed out yesterday uh, that's you know, not happening I know that's not <laughs> happening but it does make you you know sort of rue those earlier games in the season when you look at you know the, that Palace game was the one for me where I thought Rodgers is on his way you could see him you know packing it in he looked really uh, mm. down in the dumps he was drenched with rain at Sellers Park he'd lost 3-1 but what a what a what turnaround a yesterday! Now, yeah, yeah, what a contest! He's strengthened rain yesterday, and he's he's fist pumping. He's you know he's loving it. He's running up and down. He's he's got that little bit of that little bit of zest back for it now. Mm. And and that's you know listen, it, it, it results business. We know the old cliche, and that's the thing, isn't it? When things are going well, I always I always sort of drop in when I ever talk to coaches or managers in the game. I always drop in that little bit of caution. I think sometimes when mm. things are going well, I think you get this feeling of you just bounce into training, you bounce into your next game, and all of a sudden. Oh, we've drawn one and lost three. Uh, so whilst you, I always say, well, when and I ask loads this, uh, and I say when you're going well, why don't you stop and analyse? They say, well, you don't need to really. Mm. And I go, well, why? And it's amazing how many managers go, you don't need to. You're going well. The players are confident. You don't you don't overthink it now. And I said, no, no, but you should. You should. You should. Th- I don't think you should overthink it when you're losing. Mm. Like Everton now, I think you're overthinking it. I think Mignolet's missus should go and have a chat with them and say, you're over-egging the pudding here, lads. Just go out and play. Forget it. Just go and do what you're good at. Whereas with Liverpool, I think you need to think about it. Because people will be looking at their system now and they'll be trying to work it out. You know, whoever Liverpool are playing six games from Southampton will watch the next six games and they'll be trying to work out their strategy to combat Liverpool. Mm. So then all of a sudden, other teams are doing the same and you might get a little a, a poor results against the low end side you might get turned over at Man City next week and then what is is Rodgers forlorn again so I think you should be thinking about why you're doing so great analysing it and maybe even tweaking it and throwing a few little things in there. Mm. The other thing I'd say is that one of the reasons, I know Mignolet's been great and, and I absolutely applaud him for that is, but one of the things that I, I like is Liverpool's defence have, have now got a, a really good mix. Uh, they all know what they're doing. There's not four of them to think about each other. There's, there's three. And Skirtle in the middle of it's just an old-fashioned, for me, an old-fashioned centre-half where there's now big appetite for a, a ball-playing centre-half. He heads it, he clears it. Lovren's the same. Saka was the same bef- before he got in the side. Emery Chan had that a little bit of class and quality they've got a great mix back there now and that's all they need and then the two lads who have been playing wide Moreno not was Markovic yesterday but Moreno and, and Jordan Ibe have just got so much energy and, and quality I think it's it's uh, it's just added massively to the mix so it looks great for Liverpool really interesting team selection Mark um, you know Sturridge didn't really come on in the second half didn't he didn't start you look at the two teams that lined up against Southampton and uh, Besiktas uh, in, in the Europa League and you could almost make a case for has he got an eye firmly on the Europa League here and obviously he's going to take it seriously the last 32 of a competition but what I'm trying to say is it, it's possibly a little bit more than a fail safe for Liverpool isn't it if they don't get in the top four it looks as if it's a genuine prospect of winning a trophy <clears throat> well, I, I genuinely 
actually believe they will get in the top four. I mean, it's, and that's not just based on their current run of form. You know, it's going back to probably the beginning of it. And you look at the teams that are in there: United, Arsenal. I think you know Liverpool will be more than a match for United. They've they've seemed to have deep deep rooted issues. And I think they'll also have a strong run in the UEFA Cup, the uh, Europa League, and, and that, uh, it's a hindrance for Everton to worry about that now because you're thinking you're starting that situation at the start of the season, Europa League, and just when we look like we're, uh, we've got something to, to play for and we're, we're struggling like mad, although that's our little carrot at the moment, we seem to be picking a good side in that. Mm. And, and, you know, it all remains to be seen. We talked off here about whether young boys are of the calibre of the rest of the European teams mm. in there, and we'll find out, hopefully, in the next round. Or was it just a bit of a freebie night for Everton that night? But that was the sort of maybe the shoot to recovery, which didn't appear yesterday. So, with, with as far as Liverpool can say, the failsafe of, of, of I don't think they'll need the failsafe yeah. of the Europa League. But you would look at it and think, well, you need to negotiate that second leg against Besiktas. That's not going to be an easy task. If they do that, I think they're well in there. Definitely one of the contenders to win that. To be honest, yeah, because the squad's got the depth as well. Yep, well, now lads, hasn't yeah, it's got that yeah. depth and it's got as I mean, you say, great mix. That's the idea that he was sort of playing a weaker side against Southampton yesterday. Um, is that your thoughts? Is that what you? I, I thought you were it was a lot at? more. I, I wouldn't say it goes far saying weaker. I thought it was more pragmatic given the circumstances mm. of when the game come along. Because I mean, to that, be fair no as gimme, well, no gimme in Turkey. You, is it? I know it's you're back touched, to Istanbul no, and all that. You're touching on storage. To be fair to him, he's he's just coming back, isn't he? So I suppose there's a bit of not kid gloves so to speak but just when you need you know two games in four mm. days which it's is caution, difficult yeah, yeah. Caution. I argued as well you know I, I listened to uh, Thierry Henry and um, Carragher after the game said that I was spectacular I actually thought he played poorly I thought defensively he did great I actually thought he played poorly and I'm sitting there I'm thinking I must be missing something here he, you know he's, he's knocked a few out of play as he tried to go past people he got caught on it a couple of times a couple of times he was a, he was a bit safe and he's gone back to to, um, to Lovren when I thought he could have maybe cut inside and had a go at people. He just looked like a, a young player now who's burst on the scene. He's had three or four, I mean, spectacular games of football for me. I felt it was maybe time to drag him out for one or two, re-energise him and get him going again. Because mm. young players always have that. Oh, it's all great and it's all new and isn't this fantastic? I've made me, me bow and I'm now in the team. Take me out, give him two or three, rest them, give him a little bit part if, if he's if he's a value and then throw him back in for another two I'm or guessing, three. Uh, I'm guessing Henri... Was, would that would have been one of the first times he's watched them? Possibly, mate. Yeah. And I think Possibly. when you look at, I mean, you can see it on the TV. The guy, the stature of the lad. Oh, he's an he's, absolute he's like beast, a isn't he? boxer. Yeah, he is. And I think, okay, the bits where you're talking about technically, maybe once, once or twice knocking out a player or something. But there must have been times when you're watching him glide. He's he's, he's one of those guys. It doesn't look like he's trying to run yeah, fast, that's right. but he's he's powering away, and yeah. it must. It's it's good to watch and. Uh, it's envious from an Everton point of view. We've had our fair share of kids coming through over the last few years, and this obviously Sterling's come through. But Jordan Ibe is, is he makes you sort of yeah suck in yeah. the air he, and think he, wow. Again, mm. Liverpool have got. I think Brendan Rodgers needs to be applauded for the job he's done with the young the young English talent, getting the likes of Sturridge, and he's still only a young lad. Really, he's got you know six or eight years at the top if he wants to. Sterling the same the way he's, he's worked with him. Remains to be seen whether he does his contract. Jordan Ibe, Jordan Henderson looks like a, a, a good player. All, so there's a real nucleus there of, of really good young English talent. Yeah. If they can be successful as a team, that then bodes well for them all staying for for real long term for for long hints. Mm. Same with Evan. Evan got Evan have got some fantastic young players, um, and particularly young homegrown players as well coming through the ranks in the under twenty ones. If they can just blood one or two of them between now and the end of the season, if it's right and if they can get themselves the the, the requisite number of wins to be safe, they should blood them. Mm. 
Because again, you, you know, it, it can take. Look at Jordan Ibe, and the reason I say that about Evan as well is look at Jordan Ibe. It's taken him three games, and you wouldn't bat an eyelid that come the end of the season if there was an England international, he w he wasn't involved, and that's how meteoric a rise a young kid can have. I'd be doing the same with Evan to get them boosted. Mm. So. It's, uh, but uh, listen, who knows? It's all about the wins for Evan at the minute, isn't it? Right. Uh, once again, we've gone massively over time. We're going to go to a quick break and then we're back with some more chat about Liverpool. Don't go away. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to Extra Time, City Talk 105.9. Been one hell of a show tonight. We've had debates <laughs> all over the place. Is uh, the Twitter still going mad, Dave? Going mental. Not least the uh, debate over whose goal was better, Jagielka's or Coutinho. Sangi says Jagielka. I'm saying Jagielka for obvious reasons. I'm taking context. Quayley. Uh, well, I, I said Jagielka. So yeah. Yeah. Last minute, cop end. You don't get bigger than yeah. that. His body shape was spectacular. He zinged, and as you, you made a great point off air, if you hit a wedge shot onto the green two inches away, it's a phenomenal shot. If it goes in the hole, out, it's jammy. Well, Jags, Jags' wedge shot went in the hole. What spectacularly. Else? What else have we got here? Robbie, who's uh, ever the joker. Which five-minute slots are LFC being allotted this week? <laughs> you know, this show used to get criticised hey. for how Liverpool biased it was, you know. <laughs> And, and, and now we're getting slaughtered yeah. by Reds. You can't yeah. win, can you? Steve, but, but listen, they're all Steve listening. All that's all we want. They're saying, I told you so. I we, told you so. They're all listening, so that's what we want. Yeah. Uh, Coutinho's goal was better. 33 yards. Hard to generate power and accuracy. That's from uh, Andrew Kelly. Uh, we've had a couple more. Jaggy Elkers was a hit and hope. Coutinho actually meant his. Can't even compare. See, See Coutinho's goal against Bolton. Uh, a few weeks ago as well. Good points, he scored Screamers, but... Ah, that Jagielka one's magic, isn't it? Jagielka's still Jagielka for me. They can say what they want about measured and shot. For me, a bad red. Spectacular is... I played for Everton, Dave. It's meaning That's why it's so spectacular. You know what I mean? If you mean it, not as spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I can see the argument. You put your right foot through it because it's the 90th minute. You know, it's a desperation strike, if anything else. Jagielka lays that out to one of his wingers. So Steven Gerrard striking the FA Cup final when he was full of cramp, is that is that just a hit and hope? Exactly. Or is that a spectacular finish? So do me a favour. Quayley said the argument is, you know, he does it on a regular basis, the likes of Gerard and you know, we're starting to see Coutinho. Coutinho needs more goals. I think that's another issue. He does, yeah, but that's the first time you've seen Coutinho score a worldie of, well, that, of that nature. Well, at the end of the day, like the, Bolton one the, Reds, play. the Reds need to live us, give, us a, give us a bit of slack, you know what I mean? We're having a bad time. Let <laughs> us have that goal <laughs> celebrated. Well, you know, Jagielkos was better. You lot are flying. We haven't won for God knows how long. Well, I don't know when we're going to win again. <laughs> yeah. Having been criticised for the Everton bias, we, here we've got uh, Martin tweeting in saying, can you please stop kissing... LF LFC's backside Everton are just as capable of winning the Europa League but you wouldn't think so on this show you can't win can you you really can't win but, but you've Everton got to look just as capable but Everton are six points of course they are I'd rather sign crying Martin if but you're judging Everton's chances based on league form yeah. in my in my opinion because listen you're not going to play young boys Ben in the semi-final or whatever they're called yeah. you're not going to definitely play them in the final <laughs> that's a throwaway <laughs> game well, who was it I'm young not... boys off Ben yeah whoever they are yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying so it's a Sunday league club you should beat them we're judging it whether Everton are going to win the Europa League based on league form because they're playing really good teams virtually week in week out in the Premier League that's what you're going to play in the latter stages of the Europa League are they for us to have um, the home leg first time round mm -hmm. in, in the next round that's if we get there by the way <laughs> it, it, it really interesting game that on Thursday for me because you know what would you do in normal yeah, circumstances yeah. you put out a fringe side and think you know we'll rest the others for Arsenal but you know given that shambles yesterday 
you know, you need to reinvigorate some confidence. So it wouldn't surprise me if you well, know you he goes with a full strength you side. You wish you might rest Howard for the big game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah rested. That's the word. Rested. Rested. Yeah. Tim, you need a rest. <laughs> no, I think you need to put out a message. He's not going to play. He's dropped. Don't you? You've got to put that put that, yeah, uh, well, that message out there. Do this beer, Dave. No, you, well, you put that, down, no? Uh, that that's you know. Some people he's, are he's, 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 he's got that beer to deter from the rest of his uh, goalkeeping qualities. Three beards going on saying, in here as well, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, that's just laziness. <laughs> <laughs> no, no luck going on here, Sandy. He's pulling his off a bit better than me, me and you, though. What should we talk? We've only got a couple of minutes to go. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do, again, going back to Howard, I didn't want to dwell on it. <laughs> we Martin has come out after the game and said neither goal was Tim Howard's fault, and therein lies the problem, or one of the problems a manager actually, you know, backing the wrong horse, as it were. But um, just to sort of wrap up the, the, uh, the Liverpool <laughs> chat, which has been more than five minutes, Robbie. Uh, given, given his <laughs> on Twitter. Um, do, you, do you think Liverpool will have a dilemma of what to go for, or do you think simply it's a case of maintaining what they're doing at the moment and not putting the, yeah. all the all eggs in one I, particular basket? I think you'd find it hard. As it, it just, it just got, if I put my players hat on for a minute, Dave, I think you'd find it hard to, to go out and play in an FA Cup game and go, I'm not really bothered if I win or lose this because I'd really love to win the Europa League, or vice versa. Or, or, or I, I can't be bothered with the Cups, but oh, fourth place is what it's all about. I think as a footballer, you go out and you win every, you try and win yeah, every yeah. game. I've yeah. never known yeah. a professional go out and try and lose. They always try and give their best. They might not appear body language-wise to do that sometimes, but would you Would you quit? Would no, you go along that, with that? Nobody wants what, to lose. What it's going to come down to, and neither does the manager, what it's going to come down to is the manager's going to try to pick a team to win every game. Every yeah, game sure. At the end of the season, and he's not going to uh, sacrifice anything. Yeah, correct. But it may look to us from the outside as always. Oh, he's dropped this kid, or he's rested this kid, and it's only the FA Cup, so therefore he thinks less of it. It's just the simple mathematics of it all will be. He needs a rest. They've got a lot of stats, a lot mm. of analysis these days, and it'll be. We've got a game in Europe on such a day. We've got a game in the league. We're on because they're fighting on three fronts. All right, not to at the moment not to win the Premier League but certainly to get in the top four yeah gentlemen it's been a pleasure once again cheers uh, Dave thanks. I love your rants I know they're, they're, they're depressing <laughs> subjects for you but they cheer the life up in me I tell well, you I love them thanks for helping me vent <laughs> cheers um, Dave for those of you who want to stick around Neil Atkinson's up in about four minutes time oh. and uh, God knows where that's going to go it's going to go a lot deeper than what we've just gone uh, <laughs> through with the past hour. Anyway, you've been listening to Extra Time. We're back at the same time, same place next week. Thanks for listening. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9.